Are you stuck in a place of just? Are you considering yourself just a wedding planner, just a wedding photographer, just a wedding DJ? Have you niched down so much that you've painted yourself into a corner? And what do you do if you want to move, if you want to expand, if you want to grow? Hello, my friends, and welcome back. This is Andrea Eppolito, and we are here celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. So in the last 10 days, I've been out of the office, out of my house, out of my mind. Um, I was invited last year to produce the One Summit. It is a conference and a trade show for 3,500 people that's produced by the Realty One Group. They are such an incredible, wonderful organization. The people are spectacular. What they've been able to build over the last 20 years is really magnificent. And this project came about in, you know, a, a very kind of so-and-so no so-and-so who mentioned you to so-and-so and would you be interested in doing this? And, you know, immediately I said, absolutely, yeah, I'd love to do that. And the the reasoning why, why was I so willing to jump into a space that I hadn't worked in in over 20 years? Well, that's exactly why I was so willing to do it because I haven't done this in 20 years. I had all of these tools that I wasn't using, all of these things that I wanted to sharpen. And there was also the idea of how good am I? It was also the idea of can I push myself? Can I do something new? I got into the world of wedding planning, which is so beautiful, so vibrant, you know, so filled with emotion where the clients are investing trust and emotion in me. I'm investing it back in terms of how much I care. There is a realm and, and a place where every little detail matters. Every event is such a unique expression of love and of joy. And I wanted to bend the universe to my will. I wanted to create something that was never here before, that would never be here again. I wanted to play with the ephemeral and I wanted to make the world a more beautiful place. Now, in order to do that, in order to feel like I was ready to open up my own company and take on that responsibility and be able to do it better than anyone else could for the couple who chooses me, I felt coming up like I needed to do a little bit of everything. So I opened hotels, I opened restaurants, I worked conferences, I, you know, I, I interned with a videographer, I spent time with a horticulture team, I did all of the things. And so when this opportunity came up, I thought to myself, well, gosh, I'm probably a little like, maybe I'm a little bit rusty, but I really think I can do this. I like the idea of playing with new mediums. I like the idea of turning around and saying, this is a conference and it's, you know, when it's, a, when it's a business and not a wedding, everything is driven by the number. It's, it's driven by the business objective. There's a totally different metrics for success. And I needed to recalibrate myself. I needed to figure out how to speak that language because when I'm working with my couples and I'm working with my brides and even on something social, everything is an emotional exchange and our relationships are forged in fire and they are so much about the connection. Whereas corporate isn't driven by that. And so I really needed to stop and I needed to think. And ultimately, the way that I approached it was 
I need to take all the skills that I've developed over the last 15 years of owning and running this business. I have to take all of the soft skill, all of that detail, all of the the little minutiae, the things that make me great at what I do for couples. And I need to use them to the, the same way that with my couples, I see a world that doesn't exist yet. And I want to bring them forth and take them through it. And I want to kind of, you know, expose them to a new reality. And I want them to embrace something. I can do that for corporate. I just have to do it in a slightly different way, but I can use those soft skills. I can use my ability to connect. I can use my ability to see something that maybe is going to make the trade show floor more interesting, or maybe make our tailgating party more interesting, or maybe engage someone in the room so that the room feels a very specific way that allows them to learn differently. And when I was posting about this and I was showing it on Instagram, so many people reached out and they were like, oh my God, are you leaving weddings? Of course not. No, I'm never going to leave weddings. I love this. This is what I live for. Um, But a lot of people said like, how did you do this? I'm not quite sure what the next year is going to bring. Are you going to move into this? What should I do? How can I get there to a place where I can be more than just? I want to be more than just a local wedding planner. I want to be more than just the wedding videographer. So here are my thoughts and here are my tips on how to position yourself so that you don't have to niche down to where you can only do one thing. The niche can be you because you are going to have all of these different skills and you just have to be open and willing and able to apply them in different places. So first of all, you need to identify what your transferable skills are. So recognize the skills that you bring to the table. As a wedding planner, I know that I have a keen eye for design. I know that I can manage a budget. I know that I can coordinate different people and I can build teams. These skills are gold in the place of conference management because they are so detailed. There are so many layers. They are complex. They do need to run with a budget. I knew that I could take those skills and I could apply them to conference management. I knew that I could take those skills and I could apply them to doing a hotel lobby installation. That was something that I understood. And so look at your own business, look at the thing that you do and ask yourself what skills you have, very specific skills that you could apply to another field. If it's about photographing couples and portraits, could you do corporate headshots? If you're doing video editing and you're doing these beautiful cinematic movies, could you actually go and shoot and edit somebody's course? Would you be able to shoot a large stage? If you are doing florals for weddings, could you do home delivery? Could you do something larger for a hotel? Could you do something that is design driven, but not with florals? So number one, identify the very specific transferable skills that you have. The second thing you need to do is be willing to educate yourself continuously. Education is the great equalizer. Your ability to learn is so important and learning never stops. You're never done. During the pandemic, I immersed myself in the world of interior design. I took online hospitality management courses. I work with Sean Lowe every week. I'm part of a think tank. 
I'm always downloading webinars and books, however it is you learn. It's so important that you are dedicating time every single day to making yourself better. And I know it sounds silly and I know it sounds contrite, but think about the fact that if you read for 10 minutes a day, every day for 365 days, how much more knowledge you would have. And you don't have to agree with everything you learn. You don't have to agree with every mentor that you pay to teach you. You don't have to agree with every podcast. But every time you expose yourself to information, you give yourself the ability to think, to discuss, and to debate. And so your ability to consistently learn and to show people that you're on the cutting edge of information that will allow you to move beyond the thing you're doing today and really expand and stretch what you can do in terms of a business later. The third thing that you need to do is network very strategically. Relationships are key. You need to start not just really digging down and digging deep with the people that you know, when you're going to industry events, and I see this all the time, no matter what I go to, there's always a moment where you get there, you find your friends, and it becomes an excuse or an opportunity to sit around at lunch and chit chat. Don't do that. When you go to an industry event, absolutely go say hi, meet up with your friends, sit with your click for a few minutes, but make it a point to have a real meaningful conversation with someone else, with someone that isn't in your inner circle. After the conversation, follow up with a really intentional personal email or message. Be supportive of other businesses on social media. Don't just like and comment when it applies to your own work. Go out there and share somebody else's work. Go out there and point to someone who's doing a good thing. Go out there and support someone who's doing something other because in that way you will endear yourself within your own industry. And then once you're comfortable doing that with people that you know and that you're comfortable with and that you work with, start to reach out in online forums to other sections of industry that you may want to work with. When I first was, you know, studying interior decorating and design during the pandemic, I started reaching out to local designers. I started reaching out to people who were doing interiors that were influencers. I just started complimenting their work and I didn't ask for anything and I didn't offer anything and I didn't try to take anything. I just was looking to create relationships with people that I admired because eventually the consistency of showing up the consistency of being in someone's space, the consistency of saying, I like what you do, I respect what you do, I'm inspired by what you do. Eventually, these people looked back and they were like, oh, wow, you do really cool weddings. Oh, wow, you do really interesting events. Um, Are you going to this? And suddenly, I'm being invited to and included in activities that are outside of my circle. And that will allow you to open doors that you didn't even know existed because all of a sudden there are a whole other group of people that can talk about what you do, how you do it, and that can put your name in places that you previously didn't necessarily live in. The fourth thing 
that I want you to do if you're looking to expand outside of whatever it is that you do today is you need to start small, but think big. Your first project in a new field may not be this over-the-top, crazy, huge, grandiose affair, and that's okay. My first hospitality consulting job was a tiny, tiny little venue that, you know, would, for most people, they'd be like, I don't even know where this is on the map. But they reached out. They were looking for a fresh perspective. They were looking for somebody to bring what they considered to be a bigger city viewpoint into a place that didn't necessarily operate like that. And so I looked at this and said, oh my gosh, this is such a fantastic opportunity to do something that, you know, builds up my resume. So six, seven years ago, being able to do that on such a small scale, such a tiny project, that was the foundation for me to eventually get to go and work with other venues, for me to get to go to Yountville, for me to get to be in and out of Kansas City, in and out of LA, to be able to coach people online. So if you're looking at saying, I really want to do something huge, I want to move into this other big space, understand that the dream and the goal can be big and it should, but don't be afraid to start small. Don't be afraid to use these smaller projects that allow you to build your portfolio and prove your worth. Every big opportunity you are ever going to have starts with a very small, well-executed task for a small, well-set-up project. And once you build one executed task on another on another, once you stack one project on top of another, that's how you'll eventually take these smaller opportunities and push them into something much, much bigger. And lastly, and this is a tough one, embrace failure as a learning opportunity. Not everything you try is going to be a success. And that's part of the growth process. I have faced setbacks. I've started launches and then said like, oh gosh, this isn't going to resonate. And every single time it's taught me invaluable lessons and it has sharpened my resolve. I always say, I don't lose, I learn. I don't fail, I just gather information. And even though there's there's a part of you that's human where you're hurt, you're confused, you're disappointed, you're all of those things. You're like, Jesus, I really wanted this to work. And it didn't. You have to be able to sit with that, put a timer on. There, there was a time in my life that actually wasn't work-related, but something in my personal life had gone really wrong. And I remember telling my kids, mommy needs to take one day to be sad. I need one day to just sit and be sad and to feel the sadness and the disappointment and all of those things. But tomorrow, I promise you, we are going to go and we are going to do this because it's important to acknowledge it, to recognize it, to feel it, to sit with it, but you're not allowed to stay there. You can't wallow in the disappointment. You can't wallow in, you know, the failure. You can't wallow in all of those feelings. You have to get up and move. Now, by the same token, you can't move from failure to failure to failure so quickly that you're not taking the time to learn the lessons, that you're not taking the time to identify where you misstepped and to figure out how you can do better 
next time. I think we all know somebody who's constantly starting something new. There's constantly a new project. There's constantly a new brand. There's always a new thing that they're launching and they just love to launch, but you don't really see any of these launches stay. You don't really see any of them continue. None of them really jump the shark and move into being super viable. And that also becomes problematic because that is going to chip away at the foundation of trust. It's going to chip away at the idea of professionalism. No one is going to be excited by the next thing you do because they're afraid that it's going to go away like the previous three things that you did. So the goal here is to say, if I am trying something new, if I'm doing something outside of my core competencies, my specialty, whatever it is that I'm known for, you need to give yourself permission to say, I understand that there's going to be setbacks. I understand that I am not immediately going to be an expert. I understand that I'm going to have to work harder. I'm going to have to dig deeper. I'm going to make mistakes. I have to learn from those mistakes. And then I have to go back and I need to try again and again and again. And I need to keep getting up so that I can have the strength and the fortitude and the skill and the education, the real life hard knocks to say, I know what happens if I do this. I know that this can go bad. I know what mistakes to sidestep. Those are things you only learn when you fail. I had a partnership once and I had I had wanted to do this magazine company. I actually didn't want to do the magazine company. The magazine started as a project that I was doing for my clients and I loved it. And it ended up at one point going really viral and a friend, somebody that I really, really was so close to suggested that we make it a business. And I just wasn't sure, like, how, how does this work? I don't know if I want to get into publishing, like all of these different things. Just wasn't sure. But he was, he was somebody I trusted. He was somebody I loved. He was somebody that I really thought, like, if he thinks this is a good thing, if my husband thinks it's a good thing, then it's, you know, it's probably a good thing. And I knew nothing about this space, but we launched it together. And in six months, we sold a whole lot of custom magazines and then quickly realized that our partnership was not going to work. And when I bought out the business and that relationship kind of ended, I could not get it I couldn't get it to do the thing I wanted it to do the way I wanted to do it. And no matter how hard I tried, eventually I said, you know what, this needs to be folded up, it needs to close, and it needs to go back to being what it originally was, which is a passion project and something that I do as a special moment, a special gift, a special thank you only for my clients. Now, that was hard because it was pretty hard launched. It had websites and social and people had seen it and it had been engaged and, you know, taking that back and and tucking it away was difficult. But that experience taught me everything I needed to know about self-publishing my first book, which came out, you know, two, three years later and to this day makes me money. It was the place that I needed to go in order to learn how to do a coffee table book. And Luxury Weddings Las Vegas still sits in offices, in hotels, in catering rooms throughout Las Vegas. If I didn't have that failure, 
I wouldn't have had the information and the education and the wherewithal to do the next big thing, which allowed me to become an author, which allowed me to legitimize myself in speaking and consulting, and which also made me and continues to make me money. So I never thought of myself as just a wedding planner. It was never meant to be a limitation. It was always intended to be the cornerstone and the foundation. A strong, just like a house, the foundation allows you to build. It allows you to dream bigger, to reach farther, to achieve more. And if I did it, then you can do it. No matter where you're on the process, no matter what your starting point is, if you have a solid foundation as a creative business, then I promise you, you have very specific, very strong, transferable skills that you can take into other industries. I promise you that if you keep educating yourself, if you keep networking, if you take on small projects, but in a big way, and if you don't get stuck in a place of failure, then you can absolutely take where you are, take the foundation of yourself, your skills, and your brand, and you can launch something new, something different, something interesting. I personally will always, always be a wedding planner, an event designer, a person who, you know, dreams really, really big, who feels that more is more and bigger is better. And I hope that in some way my journey inspires you to look beyond the label that you have given yourself and see that there are endless possibilities waiting for you. Remember that your current specialty is just the beginning of the next big, exciting project. You just have to take the time and take a moment and be brave enough to go out and find it. So until next time, thank you so much for spending your day with me. This is Andrea Epolito celebrating life luxury and above all else love. We'll talk again soon.